Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Oh. Yes, yes, I I believe so. The tech, oh my god, tech is meant to make life easy, but sometimes it just complicates everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I think I'm okay. So, is this your first episode? No, I'm like three seasons deep. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I've been doing this for like three years now. But like, I love to pretend like it's my first one. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's because it's like, oh, this is the this is the first one. Wait, so you've been um, doing podcasts for 30 years? What was that? Did you say you've been doing podcasts for 30 years? Three years. No, no, no. no. I was going to say, what? I was like, well, how no, old are you? I am only 29. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was doing podcasting in the womb. <laughs> so thanks for talking to me. Um, my name is Luis, uh, down the rabbit hole podcast. I also do a, a little radio show here in Salem, Oregon, 98.3 KMWV, where it just kind of, I take the podcast and just kind of shorten it down and edit it Great. to take out all the curse words for like about an hour. And, uh, but for the most part, it's, it's on everywhere else, like, you know, all those major platforms. So, um, when I was, uh, one of my biggest things was searching on, uh, matchmaker.fm. Yes. And that thing has been very interesting. Have you been having such a, a good, like success rate on that? Oh my God. Let me tell you something, right? From matchmaker.com, like in two months, I've managed to book on a hundred different podcasts. Wow. <laughs> Okay, and I thought my 30 something was like impressive. I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I need to, I come up to hire numbers. a team to just deal with all of this stuff because it's just gone absolutely crazy. But the good thing is, is now I've built like a community of different podcast hosts, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been able to like connect with them, find out how to build my own podcast, and I'm going to be launching mine soon as well now. Right. Oh, really? All because okay. I've been connected with so many different podcast hosts, just like yourself, that I've now been mm-hmm. able to figure it out and do it myself. Do you know what I mean? Right. So that's been really interesting. Just kind of find out people's backgrounds, what they do other than a podcast, what's going on. And so, yeah, it's been really great to connect with different people. How how when are you planning on starting this this is so exciting i like when people are like always tell me they're going to start something because this is really cool it just makes me feel like it's my first day too so i'm hoping by the end of this month beginning of next month Mm -hmm. that's what my plans are right now so i'm kind of like on the edge of should i should i do recorded ones or should i just do live right so recorded i'd say recorded because you can say that Cause you can, uh, at least for me, I'm, 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 I'm like, uh, an unorganized professionalist and, and I, I, I like to nitpick, especially in the beginning. I very nitpick on the things I say, you know, whether it was the cursing or the way I say, um, or the way I, these little idiosyncrasies that I shouldn't do. And I, I think after a while, I was just like, mm, I'm going to let some of these slide. But at least I kind of have a, a vibe of what I sound like. Right. So my business is called Uncensored Society. So mm-hmm. it's very raw, unedited, uncensored. And that's what I want my podcast to come out like. So I don't want to have to edit too much, right? If people are going to curse, I'll welcome it. I curse a lot as well, right? I want to be oh, careful good. on your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can as much as you want. And that's the thing. And, and that's kind of where I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, I was like, I want to do the same thing. You can curse as much as you want. But then like, you know, just for like the, when I, cause it's on like those major platforms where you can curse. So you like Apple, Spotify, you can do those things. Right. Um, and then wanting I, my goal, I kind of worked backwards. I was like, I'm going to make it this, I'm going to work work in a radio station and then make a podcast. But instead I made the podcast and now I'm working right, the community right. radio station. And so I went a little bit backwards on that, but this was the main goal. So I'm just kind of like learning to like walk backwards in a sense. So it's like, yeah, I love the raw and uncensoredness of it, but I'll just cut it down to an hour. <laughs> All right, I see. I see. So I don't know. I'm kind of like on the edge that maybe I'll start doing recorded ones. And once I get in a rhythm of it, then I'll be like, right, guys, yeah. it's going it's going to be live. It's not going to be recorded. Let's just do this. Right. 
So mm-hmm. maybe that's what I will do. So we'll so for, uh, so I mean that, and I love your I love your background. I love your logo and everything you're doing right now. Like what what can you tell me about Uncensored Society? Because that just pops at me like i am very bad at branding and everything i've done for myself has been all on my own so like that fascinates when people pick you know you know fonts when people pick the way they they brand themselves uh what made you go with this route um so honestly i have an amazing branding team that did it (laughs) i told them like what my personality is like what i want to put across you know and it's got to be really hard. It's got to be, you know, it. It's so my coaching basically makes people cry, but right? I can make people cry, right? But and what I wanted to kind of emphasize is that you got to be raw, really relentless in wanting to achieve your dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And the type of coaching I give people is not going to be a pat on the shoulder and telling you life is going to be okay because guess what, life isn't going to be okay. Right. So I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, whether you like it or not. That's the only way you're going to progress. And that's how you're going to find speed in your success in business as well. Right. So just by having that conversation and I just let the branding team get on with it and they captured it exactly the way I wanted it. And so I was like, right, this is it, guys. This is what we're going with. So my branding is like red, black and white. It's very... Um, I don't know if you see my website, but it's just really in your face. It's hardcore. And that's what I wanted. And me saying red, black and white, and I can see you're wearing black and you've got the red headphones going on. (laughs) It's very brash. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's very punk rock S too. I like that. Right. (laughs) That's why I decided to do that with my background. Like this is a green screen. Right, this is not my yeah. real background, but I wanted it to to pop, and I like the the kind of nature thing going on in the back as well. Right, it kind of mm-hmm. grabs attention to the eyes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So that that's really how I did that. Guys, I don't know if you're listening, who you guys are listening to, if you're listening on the radio station, 98.3 KMWB or on the Apple podcast, uh, we're already just going for it. Like, we're just having a I conversation. Like, I'm know, not I, even interviewing. I, it's just friends talking. I, just, I totally <laughs> forgot you were recording. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the main goals here. Like, I, 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 I hate, like, what's your favorite color interviews? Like, those are the worst. And when I, one of the things I did say when I, when I do this I never want you to feel like we're an interview. Like, if anything, it's just like me subconsciously making new friends in a sense and trying to um, just kind of like meet new people, you know? Right, exactly. And so when Matchmaker was like a thing and it was introduced to me, I was like, oh my God, this is like Tinder without the pressure of hooking up with people. I like this. We can keep doing this. And I want to keep doing this. One of the podcast hosts I met previous, actually yesterday, he's actually um, one of good friends with um, Matchmaker's business owner, the CEO who actually created the platform. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he was telling me that he was part of the the beta, um, beta testing and all this kind of stuff and kind of helped mm-hmm. him improve. And, and I was like, oh, my God, it's fascinating the types of people that you meet when you're doing these different podcasts, right? And where people right. come from and everything. So yeah, Matchmaker has been amazing. No, I'm 100% for it. I, I mean, I think it's just going to be a plug for them this whole time. <laughs> but before we do plug them, uh, could you just, I mean, I'm sure when people clicked on my thing, they clicked on, they know who you are, but can you tell everyone who you are and what you're about? Yeah, so my name is Kay Sutha. I'm based in London, UK. I have a business called Uncensored Society. And basically, I coach people on five main pillars of business. And that's sales, marketing, finance, operations, and leadership. I also work with clients regards to having their events. It used to be mm-hmm. live events. Pandemic happened, and that just totally got squashed. So it then moved to okay. having digital events, right? And so work on having digital events, how you can move that from live to digital. Um, and as soon as things kind of go back to normality, um, whatever that means now, right, um, people right. start having live events as well. So kind of kind of um, working on, uh, on those kind of projects with different clients as well as mindset because, oh, my God, there's no way you're going to be able to build a business, scale a business if your mindset, if the engine isn't working the way it should be, right? 
So, and right. also kind of looking at how to manage life and career. People say you need a balance. I don't know. I feel that you need to be in harmony with everything that's going on. You're never going to be able to put 50-50 balance on everything that's going on in your life, but you've got to find some sort of harmony. And that's the kind of things I work on with my clients. And so well, you have to get yourself in this mindset. You weren't born this way, or maybe you were, you know, but oh, uh, what kind of like, you know, triggered that moment and saying like, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to go about this. Listen, let me tell you something. It has been a journey, right? I've not yeah. had this mindset, although I have been a bit of a rebel when I was younger, right? So uh-huh. everything that people are telling me how I should be living, the way I should be living, I was at, right? The more people tell me that, the more I'm going to go against it, right? So coming from an Indian background, you know, it was kind of like, you got to be a doctor or an accountant or a lawyer. You go to school, you go to college, you go to uni, you get married, you have kids, you, you know, all, and I'm like, well, what if I don't want that? Right? I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what you're telling me life should be, but what if I don't want that? And mm-hmm. so when everyone told me, like, through growing up, even like in my 20s, I went from job to job to job to job to job because I was just like trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do. I had no clue. I was not one of those people that knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. In fact, when people said to me, what do you want to be when you're older? I'd turn around and said, I want to be rich. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to do that? When that's going to happen? I had no idea. And so I found myself going from job to job and each one being completely different to the other. Like I worked in a magistrate's court. I then worked um, with youths. Um, that were deaf and did sign language. I became a hairdresser. Then I was an esthetician, you know, and like I had a lot, had a lot of hats. Yeah. So there were so many different things. And then um, I then also became a police officer, right? That's um, so left field from what you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and at that point, I was a police officer for six and a half years. And it was fun because, you know, I am involved in things that people normally only see on TV. And what had happened was I remember one night going to sleep, perfectly fine, waking up the next morning, jumping in the shower, and as soon as the hot water touched my skin, it was on fire. So I jumped out, went straight to the mirror and found out my entire body came out in a rash. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? So I called up my friend whose mom's a nurse and she just told me, you need to get to the hospital now. And I'm like, well, why? What's going on? She's like, just get to the hospital. Went to the hospital, had all these tests done, waited in the consultation room for my doctor to come in to let me know what the results were. Mm-hmm. And as he walked in, he looked straight at me and he goes to me, you were lucky to get here when you did. And I was like, well, why? What's going on? He goes, if you didn't get here when you did, your throat would have closed up. And at that point, I was like, holy crap, what did my throat close up while I was asleep? I never woke up the next morning. Yeah. And so I continued to ask him, like, how did this happen? Where did it come from? And he goes, this particular form of rash is very common when the body is overly stressed. Oh, okay. Right. And I was like, damn, they do say that stress is a silent killer. And I didn't realize how much stress, I guess, Mentally, emotionally, physically, I was putting on my body just from doing my job. And so at that point, I was like, I've got to quit. So I decided to just quit my job. Didn't have a plan B because I wasn't expecting this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, but I can't carry on doing this because it's my life that's on the line now. And so I quit and I was like, okay, what do I do now? And like most people, I was like, hmm, wouldn't it be great to start my own business and be my own boss? <laughs> right yeah and so it was that that point that I decided to go down the entrepreneurial journey right and just figure out what is business what does it mean what what do I need how do I start and it was really funny because the minute I quit my job as a police officer all of a sudden these doors of opportunity started opening up for me and what was really funny is I went from becoming a police officer and I got an opportunity to join politics and I was like, <laughs> I know. How crazy was that? I went, to a, I went to an event 
it uh-huh. was not my scene. Like, I had bankers and accountants suited and booted. I was like, oh my God, this is not my scene. And I did what most people do. I went straight to the bar and ordered a drink, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. <laughs> let's do it. Right? And then this guy came up to me and started asking me these questions. And he was like, you know, what are your career goals? What's your experiences? What are your qualifications? And I'm like looking at him thinking, this is a weird chat up line, right? And I'm like, I'm answering these questions and I'm like, hold on a second, who are you? And he goes, mm-hmm. you'd be great as my campaign manager. I want you to join me on my team. He was a member of parliament. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. And I was okay. like, huh, okay. And, he, and then it was funny because I quit my job on a Friday. And then the following Tuesday, I was working for politics for Liberal Democrat during the elections in London. And I just I was, love how, sorry to interject, but like, I just love how your story has just went from like, it just keeps getting better and better. It's almost like you're a five-year-old who's just like, I'm going to be an astronaut tonight. And it's like, that's like that mentality that I've always loved. Like you dress for the job that you want, not for the job you have. Exactly. And right. I love how your story has been like, I'm not surprised if it goes next. Like, and then next week I was an astronaut. Like, I love this. I love where this is going. <laughs> So, I mean, just cut the story short, I I wasn't in politics for long because I realized uh-huh. that in politics, oh, my goodness, there's more criminals in politics than there are in prisons, right? And so I was oh, like, I <laughs> well, if I end up in hospital as a police officer, there's no way I'm going to last in politics, right? right? So then I was there, I think I was there for about three months and I was like, yep, no, nope, this isn't for me. I'm done. And that was it. And then a week later, I got another call, right, saying that, you know, I was referred by somebody else. And one of the things I always wanted to do is join the events industry. It's a positive environment. You get to talk to people, connect with people. You learn so much, right? And I was like, that's the environment I want to be in. Not as a police officer where you're always in negativity. It's always bad news, right? The only good news that... The only, I think the only bad thing that's a good news is when you actually catch a bad guy, right? But yeah. even that's not really positive. The only thing is you've got this one person off the streets. But anyway, <laughs> and then I've got this call saying, saying to me, oh, okay, you know, we, we're this big company where it's an American company, we're international, and we want to build our events department. And we want you to be the first person that we employ for our events department, right? And I'm like, holy crap, okay, what's so funny is that I had no qualifications in events, I had no experience in events, right? But they just gave me the opportunity and I was like, I'm just going to learn on the job. And so they go to me, what are you doing in two days? And I go, oh, well, I don't have any plans, why? And they go, okay. they go to me, great, you need to pack your bags because your first event is going to be in Malaysia, you need to be there in two days. Wow, just yeah. throw you into the world. Right. Huh? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I was like, what about accommodation and flights and all of that? And they're like, don't worry, the company's going to sort that out. You just got to make sure you're on the plane. Yeah. So my very first event was in Malaysia. And that is what I was doing for a few years and going from country to city to, and flying all over the world. Right. right. And what was great? these particular events were all about business so i'm now listening to the gurus the experts the people that have made millions in their business on stage and i'm there like a sponge soaking it all up mm-hmm. and so i was like this is great game. Why not? right this is like amazing like i put my intention out there this is what i want to do I want to build a business be in events and it was like the perfect environment to be in Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that for many, many years. And I tell you what, like I progressed from be learning events to becoming the events manager to doing sales, then being the number one closer in the business, you know, and like it couldn't have gone any better. I was on my peak. Yeah. But you know, when you're on your peak and you're on top of that mountain, you it, it came down and it came down hard. Right. So let me okay. tell you what happened. So. The CEO goes to me, he's just bought a resort in Costa Rica. This is where his mastermind events are going to happen, where people are paying 60K upwards 
to be in his mastermind, right? And it's going to happen in Costa Rica. People will fly down. They have training and all that good stuff, right? And he goes to me, I want you to go there and be part of the team. And I was like, well, how long for? He was like, well, it depends on how long you want to stay there for. I was like, well, let me, like, let me see how I am for like a month or two. If I like it, then I'll stay longer. If not, then I'll come back. And he was like, sure. okay, great. And again, paid for my flights, paid for my accommodation, paying for my food, my water, everything, and getting paid on top of it, right? So that this is freaking amazing. Um, I went to Costa Rica. I was there for three weeks and the company went bust. Wow. Okay. Just out of nowhere. Just, or just like, a, like it was coming. Well, I didn't see it coming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and all of a sudden I'm now homeless. I have no food. I have no water. I'm in a foreign country and I don't speak the language. And I'm like, That's scary. holy crap. What the hell am I going to do now? Yeah. And the thing is, the rest of my team, I remember they're, they're pulling out their hair, they're stressing out, they were crying, they didn't know what they were going to do. And I could not stop laughing. I could not stop laughing about this situation. And my team were looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And the reason for that is because I guess my superpower is having a different perspective on everything, right? Being able to see things that most people can't see. And so my perspective was, hold on a second. When you think about the Tony Robbins of the world, the Les Browns of the world, they were all homeless at one point. Now they're multimillionaires. And I was like, not mine. I'm going to be <laughs> a millionaire. Right? <laughs> right? And so, because in my mind, in order to be a millionaire, you have to be homeless at one point. Right? I mean, you're not lying, hundred percent. You're not lying here. I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh my god, you have you're onto something here, right? And I was like, damn, I'm gonna be a millionaire. This is freaking amazing, right? And so, mm -hmm. what I realized is because I wasn't, or my vision wasn't blurred with all that emotional turmoil and being frustrated and overwhelmed and stressed out, I was able to get creative and think outside the box. So now I'm in this situation and I know this is temporary, right? This is not a permanent thing for me. And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, uh, being in this environment, I learned sales, I learned marketing, I learned how to bring leads in, right? Uh, I learned customer services, a whole bunch of stuff I learned just being in that environment. So what I decided to do is I could either sit in a corner and cry and be in my own misery or I will use the skills that I have and I went out to different the resorts, different companies, there's the restaurants and everything that were there on the coastline. And I said to them, look, I can bring people into your business. I can help you promote. I can help you brand. I can help you bring sales in. That this is what I can do for you. But in return, I need shelter, food, and water. Right? I need my basic needs met. And so when mm -hmm. I showed them what I can do, and then they realized that they hired a coach from anywhere else who cost them thousands of dollars. But yet all I was asking for was my basic needs met. They jumped on it. Right. So the minute they jumped on it and I was able to kind of spread out and work with different companies and restaurants and, you know, hotels along the coastline, I was then able to have my needs met, raise the money and able to book my flight out and go back to the UK. And I mean, you're, uh, and where, where's your family in all of this? If you don't mind me asking, like, or do you have right. a big family? So my parents, my brother in the UK, but I'm like, I'm going through all this. There was no way in hell I was going to tell them. No sure. way in hell, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just because I didn't want them stressing out. There was no need for it. They'd be worried constantly. Um, and so I decided that when, once I get back to the UK, that's when I was going to tell them. And that's when I did tell them. Right. But when they were calling me on Costa Rica, they're like, how's it going? I tell them, yeah, things are great. You it's know? awesome. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting because you don't have that. You don't just from the get go, you don't seem like you have that victim mentality where it's like, help me, help me, help me. You're just more like, what can I do? And, and like, you changed the narrative of being homeless, which is like, <laughs> 
<laughs> how the fuck did you do that? Like you, you, you took what, what most people like, like, especially like here in my town, like there's homeless people. I get it. And I've always wanted to know what led them to that uh, being homeless. But you just said, no, we're changing the narrative and I'm going to be successful now because this is part of the story. This is, <laughs> this is a, this is a cog in the machine that is needed to for success. Exactly. And I'm mindful on how you figure that out. You figured out like, it's so it, to some people it might even seem like common sense, but like to me, you blew my head. What are oh, you doing? Oh, awesome. But that's the whole point, right? Is you got to be able to have a different perspective on things because what I've learned in my experience is when you go down a path and it doesn't work out and it goes terribly wrong, it's because life is telling you you shouldn't be down this path and it's redirecting you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, before I became a police officer, I wanted to be an MMA fighter, right? And I trained hard. It's still left field also. I know, <laughs> right? I trained hard. And that's not the funniest thing. The funniest thing is I'm actually four foot 11, right? So... Oh I know, crazy. And so what happened there was like, yeah, I was training hard. I had my first fight planned in Thailand, right? Like it was going to be freaking epic. I couldn't wait. And then during training, I had a really bad injury, ended up in hospital. I could not move my neck. Like I couldn't lift it up. I couldn't move it. I was in dog collar. I had um, steroids shot down me and I was told if I continued fighting, then I'll end up becoming paralyzed. So I go that career. Jeez. I would love to see that career pan out too. What? <laughs> right. And so all these different things kept happening to me every time I kept going down a path. But at the time you don't realize why it's happening to you until you reflect back and you're like, cause I wasn't meant to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Like it, that wasn't the road that I was meant to be on. And so things happen in life to keep redirecting you. Um, and again, that, that's what you've got you, you to gotta be able to have that perspective and see the lessons behind everything that you go through rather than sitting in misery. Why is life doing this to me? Life hates me. Everybody hates me. No, what's the point of that? That's not going to change anything, right? And so... When I learned these different perspectives and learned that there's a lesson behind everything, I learned that everything that I went through, guess what? It built character, it built personality. It helped me build on my skills, regardless of how varied it was, right? But ultimately, it built thick skin, right? And in business, when you're building, when you're scaling, you need to have thick skin, especially when you're starting up because the amount of rejection that you're going to get, you've got to be able to be strong enough mentally, emotionally, and physically to keep going, right? And so I was able to prove to myself that no matter what situation I am, even if I'm homeless, I'm going to be able to keep going. And so that you need to have those characteristics when starting a business, when building a business, because if you're going to give up on the first hurdle that you come across, then business isn't for you and you need to stick to your nine-to-five job. Is this something that you've had in your core since you were a kid, or is this a skill you learned later on in life, or was this something your parents implemented on you? I'm trying to figure out if this is nature versus nurture, because this is such a big character uh, in some people can be a character flaw, but at the same time, it's what makes or break people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm very fascinated to know nature versus nurture here. So I learned this stuff later on, but what, so in my younger years, I think just like most people when they're young, I was very stubborn and I wasn't going to have anyone tell me how I was going to live or what I should and shouldn't be doing. Right. The more people told me, Oh, you know, there's no way you should become an MMA fighter. A girl that's Indian shouldn't be doing that. Or that I'm going to now show you, right? I'm going to yeah. show you, mm-hmm. prove to you that that can happen. Oh, no, no, you can't become a police officer. You know, you, you're a girl that like, is not safe to in the street. Let me show you that I can become a police officer. So every time people told me I can't do something because I'm a girl or because of my background or because of my height, I made sure that I went ahead and proved them wrong, right? Because I'm that stubborn, 
right? And that, I don't know, pig-headed or whatever it is, however people want to say it, but that lights a fire up my ass and I'm going to show you that and prove to you that this can work. Okay. I, I think we're, 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 I feel the same cloth here that we're, we have the same kind of thing. Cause I hate when people judge me. Most of my life has been like me proving people, whether it was my jobs or what, uh, like in different avenues that I've tried to get in. Like I've always had to, like even to this radio job, like I have to prove myself. And in, because there's always that doubt. Um, how do you handle that doubt? It, 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 does it get to you at all? Cause I mean, we're all human. I mean, like, how do you handle those lows? Um, so when you say doubt, what do you mean? Doubt from other people or doubt for yourself? Doubt from other people, because for, I can say, I don't give a fuck about anybody, but like deep down I do, you know, okay. it's, you know, it's like, I, I still seek validation, but it's, you know, deep down, like if someone critiques me, I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I'll take that grain of salt and I will analyze it at home by myself, but I won't let you know it. Right. But, so, gosh, um, well, for myself, I know my capabilities, right? I have proved to myself time and time and time again that I don't need to have a certificate from college, right, to prove that I can do something. There's been right. so many different job roles that I've just jumped in with no experience, no qualifications, and the feedback that I've been getting is that, you've just jumped in here and your your work is better than people that have been in there for 20, 30 years in the industry. Now, how mm-hmm. the hell do you do that? And my simple answer is, is because I don't have an ego. I don't have pride, right? I have pride in the work that I do, but I don't let that get to my head, which means that I go into anything that I do as a blank canvas mm-hmm. and just learn ask questions right and i'm not asking questions i have to make it very clear to people that i'm not asking questions because i'm questioning what you're saying i'm asking questions to understand where your your thinking process came from why is it okay to do it this way and not that way what are the consequences if i do do it that way i'm just learning and i'm happy to be learning right Right. and then the more i learn the more i understand because with me also i realize that Everything needs to be logical, right? For me, it has to be logical. If there isn't a logical solution or logical reason, I don't understand why we're doing it. It makes no sense, right? So show me the logic. Make me understand. And so because I've gone in there with a blank canvas, just willing to learn, you're able to pick things up. Whereas a lot of people that are in the industry, the events industry, or they've been doing it for a long time, different companies, they like to compare it with other companies and what they were getting, what they're not getting, and how that makes them feel, ego, all that kind of stuff. You go in there without any ego, willing to learn from people, then it's just going to come naturally to you eventually. You're going to pick up so much stuff. I think that's one of my character defects here is I have too much of that ego and, <laughs> but it's like, I, I believe too much in myself in the, I don't know. Okay. Maybe that I'm using it wrong, but like I am my biggest fan and I will shove it down your throat <laughs> and then hopefully you will believe it. And then when you do believe you're like, wow, he convinced me that he is the best. <laughs> right. So one of the things is I don't tell people how good I am. Let me show you how good I am. Mm, okay. That's right? the difference. Yeah, that because people can people can have that talk. You can say great things, right? And people do. And then when it comes down to it and they see you in action, you're probably not as good as you told people, right? Oh, oh 100%. People, I've been called out so many times. <laughs> I've been called out so many times for it. And so people say talk is cheap, right? And the thing is, I don't blame people because there's so many scammers, there's so many bullshitters out there, right? People Mm -hmm. know it. And so I'm not going to tell you how great I am. I know how great I am. Let me prove it to you. Give me a one-week trial and I'll show you how great I am, right? Damn, I like that. Right? Oh, I like that. And so I did something similar when I was working for the school many years ago, right? Guess what? As a freaking bookkeeper and accountant, right? Uh-huh. I don't have any qualifications in any of these things. I don't even have any experience in any of those things at that time, right? I don't know how to use an accounting software. 
And but yet this company hired me. Right. Compared to all these other people that have got qualifications and experience. Why? Because I didn't go in there with an ego. I didn't go in there saying, oh, yeah, I can do this and I can do that and I can do that. I just went in there. This is me. This is my experience. Why do I want to do this? Because I can prove to you that I can totally do this and I can do this better than anyone else that's been in this industry for 20, 30 years. And because people in that industry as a bookkeeper and accountant, they're great at looking at a computer and punching in numbers, but they're not great communicators and they're not great team players. And I had that going for me. Okay, 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 I see you. Right? And so being able to communicate with your team and being a team player and, you know, bringing people together is a huge part of being part of an organization. Mm-hmm. And so when, and bookkeeping and accounting, you, you can learn just like that. It's just punching numbers in the software, right? I can pick that up. But when it, becomes, when it comes to becoming a communication a team player and having personality and, you know, working together, that's something that needs to be learned. And it can only be learned if you're willing to learn it. And if that. you let your ego get in the way, you're not going to be a good communicator because all you're going to be thinking about is everything that you're great at. You're not going to be able to listen to everyone else's problems and then come up with solutions. You've got to be able to listen to people's problems and be a problem solver. You guys, this is free game. I don't know if you guys are listening. You're going to have to start paying her for this because this is, <laughs> I'm mind blown right now. And like, you're just like throwing stuff at me that I'm just like taking in. So I'm digesting this so quickly and so in, in vast quantities because this is amazing. Um, if you guys are, if you guys are just like me and just kind of like feel that, stop having a fucking ego and be yourselves. Uh, I'm definitely, it's definitely a work in progress and I'm definitely learn from it. But uh, I still have, you know, things that hold me back and that's one of them. So this is very, very cool to hear because it's like, holy crap, you know, the times I have let go of that, that's where the success is coming. And it comes in in, in, in in little increments. Right. And and so I think when you fully let that go, mm-hmm. it comes in waves then. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And it's one of the things that we even tell our clients, right? And we say to them, mm-hmm. well, I do, because my program is application-based only, only limited spots. I don't let everyone in because of the type of coaching it is, right? And you've got to be coachable. You have to be coachable, which means you've got to let go of your ego. If you're not able to let go of your ego and you want to tell me that this is how it works because this is what you've been doing for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, and you're going to start telling me how this should work. Well, then why don't you go ahead and do it? You don't need a coach. Why have you come to me then? Right? Clearly, you're not in a place where you're happy that you want to be at. So what you've been doing hasn't been working. So how about cutting the shit and learning to let go of those bad habits and ego, learning new habits that will actually serve you and allowing me to coach you and show you how to do that? Do you have that kickback? Do people really try to get help from you, but then like kick back? Yeah, several <laughs> times. And I mean, I'll have that conversation with them and try and explain to them, look, this is for your benefit. I'm doing it for, right? You're not going to be able to see that success that you want to achieve if you don't let go of this. And if they keep kicking back and keep kicking back, then I'll just turn around and say, some, here's your refund. Goodbye. Find another coach. Wow, just like that. It's not even about the money anymore. No, because why am I going to spend so much time and energy on someone that's going to keep fighting me? You've hired me to do exactly this to help you. So if you're going to keep fighting me, there's no point in me spending so much time and energy in that person. Let me help somebody else. Yeah, 100%. Wow. I'm just surprised that they would even like, I don't know. I guess if I feel like I'm seeking help, um, you take that help. And you implement it in your life, not you would fight think back. So. Especially when you're paying money for the service. Exactly. Like they're paying you for this. Like, why were they fighting so hard? Exactly. I, I mean, it sounds really simple, but again, ego is the biggest destroyer. 100 percent And I, I think that's kind of the thing is one of one of the things I'm I need to like I'm 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 figuring out. So uh the times I, I let that ego get in the way, nothing has happened. No, yeah. that's it. And one of the one of my things is like, and maybe I don't know if you can attest to this. Uh, how do you feel about vulnerability to letting people in? Oh, 
you know, when it comes to that ego. Oh my God. Number one thing is to get as vulnerable as possible, right? Especially mm-hmm. to your audience, to your clients. People need to see that vulnerability in order to um, see if they can relate to you. Right. And you've got to be relatable. There's this whole thing about, you know, in order to, to get sales and you've got to be known, liked and trustworthy, right? But guess what? That doesn't come from nothing. That comes from you actually just becoming so vulnerable and telling people the things that you've gone through, even if it's things that you're embarrassed about, that you're not very happy about, that, you know, that's that the experience that you've gone through. But people be able to relate to those things. And then guess what? You allow those people to then have a voice. So there's going to be other people that feel embarrassed, right? Feel that they don't have a voice, that they can't tell people their story because it's so bad or they feel like it's so bad that people are going to judge them. Don't even worry about that. Those people that judge you, those people that are your naysayers, right? Tell them to go screw themselves because you don't need those people. They are not your audience. This is how you filter these people out. There's going to be people that are going to be your raving fans and the people that are going to hate you. Haters always gonna hate. You're always gonna get them, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't even it's worry people about people that it. hate though. They're always very close though, don't you think? Those haters, those people that uh, that, that those naysayers, they're way close than the they're closer than the the, the praises, don't you think? Um, that it's funny because they are close, but they only get as close as you want them to get to, right? It's your Fair. choice. Okay. People have choices. If you want them, like me, if people start you know same thing on social media and they have done because they've not liked some of the live videos that i've done right but what people don't understand that this is from my experience this is my opinion if you don't like to hear it then don't listen to it block me please block me right don't keep showing up and if you're going to continue being one of those naysayers i'm going to be hating then know that i'm going to eventually block you Right. That's so funny that you mentioned that because I've been uh, so yeah, I just started this radio show. Like I said, I'm working backwards. Mm-hmm. And I I this is the goal. The 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 pillar was supposed to be working at a local radio station, then getting my platform on a on an easy, accessible nationwide, worldwide platform like Apple and Spotify. You know what I mean? Like and so when I work backwards, uh, I'm really excited. So for the last month, every Thursday at seven, which is the my permanent spot here, yeah. and it, it it was like I go on Instagram. I'm mean, not like the, the Facebook Live, Instagram Lives, and I almost do like a commentary. Like I'll play it in the background. Like I'll have it playing, and I'm like ah, and then I'll like talk about it, answer questions, and be like, this is what happened in this interview. This is just me talking and just like you know doing a recap on what the conversation was. Um, but then I'll see those people who are just like shit on it. And I'm like, why are you guys even here? Why do you guys even like, like, it doesn't bother me. It's just like, I see you, but why are you even here? Right. What is this benefiting you? You look dumb. <laughs> you know, I just feel like these haters, like they're, they're just, they're bitter, they're miserable, they hate their lives. And just to get any sort of entertainment, they just like to shit on other people's parade hurt people hurt people and that's kind of where the perspective i want to go from is hurt people hurt people so i try i i do like to like call them out and you know be rude but then at the same time like the logical more mature me likes to be like hurt people hurt people and there's a reason behind it and it's not your fault that's right because when hurt people hurt people what you need to realize is that it's got nothing to do with you is whatever they're going through in their life and that's when I let go of that ego because I thought of that too. Like, I'll think of like, you know what? It's not about me. They're not, they're that this energy is not directed at me. It's, 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 it's something else here. And you know what? Uh, one of my biggest weapons that I have, my biggest uh, in my arsenal is forgiveness. Right. Okay. And that's one of the coolest weapons that I have is, yeah. you know what? I forgive you. I'm okay. And I sleep better because of it. That's the biggest weapon yeah. I can have right now. Yeah. I mean, like I said, everyone has choices. You can let other people get to you or you can just let it go over your head because it just really isn't worth it. 100%. Um, so I was reading on a lot about, like I said, I love the whole Tinder thing, you know, the whole <laughs> Tinder. Um, you wrote a book as well, right? I did. I wrote a book called Never Judge a Book by Its Cover. Um, love that. Love right? that. <laughs> Only because I felt like for many, many years, even now, I am constantly being judged because of my background, my race, my height, 
Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. The amount of comments I get, because you can't see on a digital platform, right? But whenever I used to tell people my story on stage and live with an audience, because of my height, and I'm like this big on the stage, right? <laughs> right it, people's jaws used to drop I remember that um, many years ago when I was in college I was looking for a part-time job while I was studying in the supermarket supermarket refused my application because of my height isn't that funny how that happens right like, like I, they would not give me a job because of my height and I'm like isn't that discrimination but they called it health and safety right, right. <laughs> they're all like because our counters are a certain height the person behind it has to be a certain height too right i can see that but at the same time there i don't i don't want to see that like why does that matter it, yeah but it, it's so like weird do what you, you, right. you do what you need to do right like in the supermarket couldn't get a job but yet as a police officer they had no issues right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's crazy here's a gun let's do it right so i mean you, you, you can't go through life, you know, and every time a door closes that it's your fault, it's the world's fault. It just is what it is. You've got to be able to adapt, pivot, and change, okay? Because at the end of the day, the world isn't going to adapt to you. You've got to adapt to the world. 100%. APC. APC all the way. Right? And so if, if you have these doors shut in front of you, Right, it just means you weren't meant to. You're you're, you're there for greater things, right? I if that door closes, you, were, you have a window at least, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I didn't work in a supermarket, but then eventually I became a police officer, right? right. Like a huge freaking jump. And so you got to be able to adapt, and you got to be able to change, right? Change is so so freaking crucial. People don't even realize it. Now, there's, there's this whole thing that I go through with my clients when I say to them, there's three core elements, three values that are so, so important, but there's one that's so crucial, right? And I say to them, it's money, it's time, and it's change. And I say to them, which one do you think is the most crucial one? And nine out of 10 times they say it's time, right? Because they're like, well, you can't get time back, right? Everyone's right. is gone. You can't get it back. Like, that's the most vital one. That's so important in life. And I tell them, no, that's completely wrong. Why? I say to them and I explain to them that, do you agree that every single person on this planet, no matter which country, which background, what culture, has the exact same time? Right? And they're like, counting down. Right. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, they have the exact same. You don't have more hours in a day than I do. Nope. We we have 24 hours. Right. So, why is it that some people are able to make $100,000, a million dollars in a day? And there's other people that can only make $100 in a day. And the biggest factor about that is because change of habits. Okay, now there's certain habits that a successful person has and there's certain habits that a poor man has. And the minute you realize what those habits are and which ones are serving you and which ones aren't and changing those habits to serve you, that's when you're going to see success in your life and in your business. It's so important to make sure you change those habits and realize which ones they are. Wow, that's... And it's things that we we should we should know, but like sometimes it just takes a a, a little bit of a kick in the ass to kind of figure it out. Like you're right, hundred. I I I can't agree with you hundred like even more than I can now because it's like you're right. Someone who's sitting at home just on TikTok all day will not make twenty five million dollars versus the person who's out there, you know, trying to change their narrative. Right, exactly, and it's so funny because. Especially recent times, people have said to me, oh, my God, I don't have time to scale my business. I've got kids. I've got this. I've got that, blah, 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 all these excuses that you hear. And then when I actually break it down with them and say to them, okay, let's look at your long-term goals, your short-term goals, and let's break down how you're actually using your time. Are you busy being busy or are you actually being productive? 
And mm-hmm. recently, people have got into a habit. Guess what? They're watching Netflix for six hours a day. Wow. Right? Well, how okay. is that going to help you or your business? It's not. So now you know this is where the weakness is. This is where your habit is. Let's now change that. Yeah. No, right? wow. I mean, I'm just shook. Yeah, right. A lot of the time is doing little things like Netflix or being on the internet mindlessly. Right. Exactly. And also making sure that you start off your morning, your day productively, effectively, because that's how the rest of your day is going to show. So, you know, that morning where you get out of bed and you've got a headache and you bump your foot and then you walk into the wall as you walk into the bathroom and then you bump into something else, like, you know, that day is going to be so shoddy. It's it's not going to work out the way you want it to. But if you wake up in the morning refreshed, right, you spend some time to yourself, maybe even do, I don't know, yoga or exercise, go for a run, whatever it is, read a couple of pages of a book, start journaling, right? focus on how you want your day to pan out. What do you have to get done on that day? What are your tasks? What are your priorities, right? Know that your rest of the day is going to pan out exactly the way you want it because you prepared yourself, you made you. You set yourself up for success for that day. Oh, yeah. Right. And so there's one book I want to actually recommend to people if people haven't heard of it. It's called The Miracle Morning. The Miracle Morning. Do you know what? I don't even know who it's by. I don't. But what I will do, I'll send you. I'll find find the link. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. I'll send you the details um, so you can put the link in there. And Miracle Morning, and there was actually one of my mentors that told me to read this book. I have mentors, I have coaches as well to help me to level up. And this book gives you a step-by-step guide on how you should start your mornings, right? Don't pick up the phone and look at your messages and start answering emails and this, that, the other. Focus on yourself because we all, entrepreneurs, business owners, need to make sure that we take care of ourselves in order to serve others. Mm -hmm. and that is neglected it's neglected so much that we just work 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 and we just end up killing ourselves and so and so this miracle morning book will allow you to give you a step-by-step guide on how to start your day just to be a lot more productive to get clarity to gain focus so that you can serve others a lot better i mean and and I, I, I can see that because like half of the success portion is in the morning. Half of the, the mindset is in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everything you can do and accomplish is in the morning. And if you don't respect that time, that time won't respect you back. So okay. if you just wake up and watch Netflix, you know, you're just not going to do anything. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Um, so going back to your book, which is very fascinating, uh, what you said you the, I was reading on the you got an alkylate about the well, it's in the Royal Library. How did that? Oh, God. That? so I got a letter from the Queen of England, right? What's that about because that's that's wild to me, <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I'm one of those people that just likes to take risks, right? Okay, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's gonna work. Out. I can tell now, I can tell. <laughs> Right. I, and I like to do things differently to others. I want to be the one that stands out from the norm, from the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. And so where we always hear people, are, you know, got the number one bestseller book. I was like, no, I want something better than that. I want something different that stands out. Everyone's got that title. And so I wrote to the Queen of England. Uh-huh. I told her about my book, what I've done. Right. And also how much respect I have for her. Right. Because the royal family, like they're freaking awesome. Like she was given the crown at a very young age. She's seen the change. She's changed with the world. She's been able to adapt, you know, like it's freaking awesome. Right. And I didn't even think, I had no idea that she would actually write back to me because I was like, it's the definition of APC. (laughs) And I was like, and the thing is, she wrote back to me three months later. By that time, I was like, oh, I'm not going to hear from her. Right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, she wasn't the only one that I wrote to. I wrote to her. I wrote to, to Ellen DeGeneres. I wrote to Oprah Winfrey. I wrote to a few others. Oh, my God. You're just going out there. Yeah. Love it. 
And and I was just like, let's just see what happens. If nothing happens, nothing happens. And the only one out of those people that she wrote back to me was the Queen of England. I was like, that's just insane. Yeah. Right. And so when I first got the letter, because it was three months later down the line, I, I got the letter and I was like, this is a prank. This is a prank, right? This isn't real. And so yeah. I was like looking at the paper, you know, back to front, up and down. And I was like, oh my God, this is real because it wasn't just any piece of paper. It was embossed with the royal emblem. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. oh my God. Okay. It just gets realer and realer. Okay. Yes. I was like, holy crap. And on this letter, basically, the Queen of England just congratulating me my journey, my book, and then also telling me that she's got a copy of my book in a private royal library. And I'm like, bam, that's it. That's wild. <laughs> like, she could just like, just, I'm going to go for a read and just pick you up. <laughs> and that blows my mind. Right. So I was like, that's crazy. And so because of that, I was then able to put the royal emblem on the cover of my book and just tell people it's on in the private royal library that's i don't know anyone else that has that that is a cool stunt that is a that is a very cool stunt (laughs) and it's so funny because as soon as publishers heard of what had happened i was having so many different publishing companies calling me up and asking me how did i did it how do how did i do it what did i say can you send me the letter the template that you sent to the queen i'm like no 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 Oh, (laughs) that's not going down that's my secret yeah it just seems like you're more sincere if anything and uh just kind of speaking from your heart just like i mean you have no reason to lie so it was just like this is what it is and this is where i'm at and check it out but that's what i mean that's that's when you got to be very vulnerable when you're vulnerable people actually are able to relate to you they'll reach out to you but you can't be afraid to get vulnerable at all no never well guys i'm glad that we were, we had this conversation and you know the funny thing is with a lot of these conversations uh that we're only scratching the surface here uh you know we're kind of winding down here you guys are listening to kmwv 98.3 salem oregon's com- capital community radio or you can listen to me on apple podcast i like apple podcast i like spotify too but whatever um can you just do like before we wind off uh i, I really respect your time i'm really fascinated by everything you've told me thus far i'm gonna take some of that this is free game guys she gave you free game if you want more can you just shameless plug where we can find you? Oh, oh yeah. Before like I forget, shameless I, plug everything. Where can I find everything about you? No, because so there's a gift that I would like to give your audience. If, would that be okay with you if I give them a free That's gift? fine. Yeah. So remember how I was saying to you about how I go with my clients through the long-term goals, short-term goals, find out where their habits are, the daily habits. I have created a mini program around this. So there's okay. worksheets there. There's also a video of me explaining how to use this. So you can actually sit down and work out for yourself which habits are working for you, which aren't, right, to get you to that long-term goal. And so right. if everybody wants to download this, go to my website. And it's at the top. It's www.uncensoredsociety.com, right? They go mm-hmm. there on my main page. You scroll down. It is a program called Busy Versus Being Productive. Busy versus being productive. Yeah, just download that. You'll be able to get the worksheets and the video and go through that. Um, You can also contact me through my website, through Facebook Messenger, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And in fact, I'll send you the link and you'll be able to put that down on the show notes so people can get that there as well. 100%. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. You guys heard that? Like this free game where you guys can check it out. Like I'm not making this up. I can't make this up. Like I wish I could make this up, but like you're like, you, who made you? <laughs> I can't make this up. So, you know, guys, if you guys remember uncensoredsociety.com, go to scroll down to the very bottom. And, and she has all these links of all these, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the courses that you can look at and, 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 take from it take from it i mean it's free game and that's the thing like it's just a sample of what you have to offer right right exactly um and if they want to know more then i also do have a private facebook group that people can join um get some more information on there 
Um, but again, you'll be able to find all of that information on my website. Well, thank you so much for having the time to talk to me. Thank you so much for the free game. Thank you so much for this uh, the enlightenment for the day. I have this energy now that I'm like really excited because you're right. I ha- I have an ego problem, and <laughs> this is just kind of another validation of like I'm doing a good job by keeping that guy tame. So. Right. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, I had an amazing time. And it didn't feel like an interview. It feels like I'm just having a conversation. Right. And that's what we do hit down the rabbit hole. We have conversations. We're we're just having a good time. And I wish you the, nothing more but success. And I hope to hear your podcast. So if you do, send me the link next when you make your podcast. I love hearing when people do new podcasts. So oh, for sure. Definitely. I'll definitely throw it my way. That. Definitely. Thank you so much once again. <laughs>